is Amanda. And this is Chris. And this is Vocal Perspective. My amazing and gorgeous friend is joining us tonight. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Vocal Perspective. I feel like I've been gone for so long. Amanda, you missed one episode. Chris. I know. I know, right? <laughs> Amanda is here, but my gorgeous, amazing, brilliant, beautiful friend who I haven't seen in too long. Thank you. No. For is Sarah Wood. Welcome. How Hi. are you? Hi, Hi everybody. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I feel like every time we do this podcast, I'm just like sitting around with Amanda going, who do I really feel like I haven't talked to in a while of my friends? And can they come be on the podcast tonight? So because I just have brilliant, amazing friends, and I feel pretty darn lucky if I'm just going to be honest. And I think you all are going to be so well-educated this evening. We have a wealth of knowledge here for you, and I'm going to let her tell you exactly what it is that she she does in the association world is what they like to call it. Just in general, let's talk first, like, what do you do in life? What's your Okay. Type? So in life, I am an account executive at a company called Management Solutions Plus. But in that capacity, I am the executive director of the Public Media Business Association. I am the executive director of the North American Association of Commencement Officers. And I am the deputy executive director of the Association of Water Technologies. If you aren't familiar with the association world, Sarah, give us a little just like synopsis of that synopsis. That's a, it's such a funny question because I still have friends that aren't entirely sure what I do every day. So the elevator <laughs> speech is always a funny one to give. But basically, if you think about professional associations or trade associations out there, like American Bar Association, things like that, there are staffs and groups of people who that it is their profession to run them, and it is a very different skill set from the organization itself. Sometimes industry people are involved, but what I actually do is I run nonprofit associations for a living. So my job is to work with their boards, help them do their strategic planning, help them set their budgets for the year, and then help them achieve their goals throughout the year. So it's a really kind of condensed way to say it. But yeah, it's, it's mostly just kind of a professional nonprofit association. Funny thing is that that world of association brought you into the vocal world of acapella, <laughs> not vocal world in general, because you've been singing for a long time, mostly classical, yes. probably all classical really yes. in, in up leading up to this. But once you were introduced to the barbershop bug, <laughs> we very quickly like to grab on to people when they get the bug. But when we find out that they're also extremely talented in terms of running organizations, let me say, let me tell you, find Gold those mines. people and Gold hold on mines. to them. Sarah. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Gold I was mines. working at the National Court Reporters Association. I'm, I'm not there anymore, but I was working there with Christina Llewellyn, who also been yes, a guest on the show. Shopper, and she found out it was actually really early on um, when she first started working with us. I think I asked her, like, so what do you do in your spare time? And she's like, Oh, I sing barbershop music. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, I sing in choirs and I sang opera in college. And that was kind of the beginning of the end for me when it came to <laughs> getting involved in barbershop because we both kind of clocked each other immediately. And now here I am, I think like almost a decade later from meeting her and my entire a decade. Oh my God. Know, something like that almost. Yeah. And so my yeah. entire music world has changed ever since then because I think I've told the story before where after Epic won their crowns, our chorus, Bella Nova, was created. And I don't remember Christina ever asking me permission to join or like she never <laughs> said, are you going to join the chorus? All I know is my my name showed up on the Bellanova website 
and she told me when the first rehearsal was going to be. It was something like that. And I'm like, well, sure, let's let's do this. And the rest is kind of history, man. And I, I wouldn't change anything about it. So in the world of barbershop, most of the choruses, even in Harmony Inc., have been a lo- around a long, long time. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't often get to talk to people that build a chorus from the ground up. Right. So... You know, aside from clearly being dragged, kicking and screaming by Christine Llewellyn, <laughs> what was that experience like? Because, you, I mean, you're coming into and I know you had a lot of longtime barbershoppers on your side, but you're coming into an organization that has a lot of history and you're creating something brand new. Well, and we should probably talk about how Sarah is just coming off of her run as president of Bella Nova Chorus. And you served on the Harmony Inc. board as well. No, yes, so I, I wasn't no, on the board. Not on the board. I was an assistant to the board. I, I was the editor of okay. the keynote for a while. Right. So that and like literally, guys, this was her introduction to this organization. She was kind of like barbershop music. What? Girls do that too, huh? Like exactly. what? Uh, tenor? Bass? Baritone? Why, why are you calling I don't us understand. that? And now she's like in leadership roles. <laughs> and so well, just to give you a slight background where Sarah's coming from. Like, it wasn't like Sarah was like bouncing around choruses. She's been on their boards or something. This was literally like, I've done board stuff in this association world. Like we do those things. Is it similar? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. So I'd like to hear that's true. Or if honestly, just whatever you can share with us, what it's been like taking a chorus from the very beginning and and still growing it. So it's interesting because Bella Nova, we grew so fast and we learned so much so quickly. And I think how we were a little bit different from other courses in Harmony is we had a large percentage of people who had never sung Barbershop before. So it wasn't just the nuts and bolts of putting together a chorus, it was, all right, so I, I sing soprano one in, if you put me in a choir, right? I have a pretty high range. I'm usually up there. And then coming into Bellanova, Richard's just like, you, you, uh, you might want to dial down the lead here and, and do that. And I'm like, but I can hit those notes. He's like, no, you're probably better down at lead. And it, and it took me a while to kind of adjust what the voice parts were, even learn how all of that worked. So it was a combination of not only starting an organization. It was also learning what barbershop music was and how it was different from choral singing. Oh, um, girl, I'm still learning how to sight read in bass clef because oh, I luckily, So yeah, I, I'm, I sing tenor and lead now. I, I learned tenor as a backup for, for sing outs and stuff like that, but I've not graduated yet to having to sing bass clef. So hats off to you guys on that one. I keep getting kicked off bass. It's okay. I try. I try so hard to stay in the bass section and I keep getting kicked off. So I mean, there was no man i mean some days i'm like yeah i got this music thing like i can do this and then they're like here sight read this barbershop piece in uh bass clef but an octave up bass clef and good luck with your sight reading and yeah so right right there like we had uh, just even explaining to women who had never sung barbershop before okay so if you're kind of in the more like lower alto range you're now reading bass clef and we're calling you baritones and basses you're not altos any like it's simple things like that where I think sometimes oh and then we don't like it in that key we're gonna sing it in um two steps up and so if you have perfect pitch I'm so sorry I'm sorry. We're going to change the notes around in this measure. That was one of the things too, where when you sing a lot of choral music, Mozart is Mozart. Yeah, like, you don't change Mozart. <laughs> thou shalt, I mean, we, we can have philosophical conversations about tempo, but like you're not really rearranging the piece on the fly. And then I come into a barbershop space and it's just like, well, it's just kind of a little 
little bit of a suggestion. We're going to fuss with it as long as it's still contestable. We're good. And then I had to learn what the word contestable meant. So Chris, yesterday we got a new piece for Bellanova and I always, but the first thing I tell other musicians is, you know, time signatures and tempos, just ignore them. They do not exist. It all goes by feel. And one of the arrangements we has now has a couple of six, four measures like thrown in. And I'm like, why bother? I mean, uh, you make four, four right, measures, six, right. four measures all the time. The why bother putting this in? But on the flip side, I go over to acapella and they're like, mm, 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 right. Mm, mm. So again, I know the same feeling now, like, but yeah, Sarah, like when you're coming from the choral world, they're like, yep. come in prepared. And you're like, okay, I'm going to mark my tempo markings and mm -hmm. we change. And then there's my key signatures and my time right. signatures. And hey, I, I, you're going to do this, right? And where's your, okay, cool. Oh, wait, wait, we're not those two eighth notes. Oh, we, we're going to put seven beats in that measure. Oh, oh okay. So just to elaborate on that, I sang in the Fairfax Choral Society for many, many years and under Doug Mears, if you're from this area. So we would obviously buy our music, but then he would actually mark up the music with like so for example if there was supposed to be a pickup breath somewhere he would change the whole note to a dotted half note he would go through the entire piece of music with all of the markings you were supposed to have and you were supposed to sight read his markings in addition to following along with the music like you were supposed to actually know that on the first day of rehearsal and follow along and if you missed it it was just like well didn't we put a breath there why are we not breathing kind of a deal and then to go from that amount of structure and don't get me wrong like I that was a very cool thing to be a part of because Fairfax Choral Society is an amazing choir. But you come from that level of structure and detail to, we are not entirely sure how long we're going to hold this note. We'll hold it longer if it sounds good and we'll hold it less time if it doesn't. It just got to feel of it. our approach. Yeah. And I think <laughs> an important thing that we're taking away from this is that it is important when you are starting a chorus that you take a look at, or even a quartet, whatever you're looking at. But when you take a group, you look at the learning styles of the people that are coming in. And mm -hmm. I remember when Bellanova was first starting, we were very good at surveying people mm -hmm. because we really didn't know. I mean, you really had to collect the data and really get people's input on that. But it did take a lot of trust and just let your director yeah. guide you. And so we used learning tracks. Sarah can yes, speak to this. Absolutely. I mean, I think as a chorus, it's extremely important. But we also had to get rid of the learning track as soon as we could because in barbershop, in acapella, as soon as you've learned the song, it's now time to. Exactly. And I will find that I did find with Barbershop, I would try to learn my music much, much faster than I would in a choral setting because like, it's just, all right, get the correct notes in your brain and get away from the learning track and the piece of music as fast as possible because there's a certain point where neither help you anymore. Like there's a diminishing return on that. So it's just a different way of looking at it. And it's interesting. I always try to explain this to friends of mine who are non-barbershoppers now, and it's just a different way of coming at it. And one is not better or worse than the other. It's just a completely different approach. So when we started Bella, we had more so than other choruses in harmony, a lot of people who were in my similar boat. So we were just trying to figure out, okay, we have a bunch of people who are singers. Now we have to make them into barbershoppers. And how do we do that? So, and here we are, I think we started Bella somewhere around two, 2014 is when, when we began somewhere in that general region. I know. Yeah. My gosh, I can't even. So, and now we're still going. We just had our first rehearsal yesterday and so long. It and it was so nice. Pictures. <laughs> Well, let's transition to that now, oh, okay. Sarah, because, you know, Bellanova as part of Harmony Incorporated, we're all nonprofit organizations. Yes. We all just went through this collective group God. trauma and we're trying to figure out what's the best way to move forward. And I mean, we're lucky to have you. Thanks so much for passing the baton. I'm really excited about that. No, um, have fun, Amanda. 
<laughs> I'm here for you. Don't worry. You know that. I know. <laughs> I know. But I mean, I think you're already helping all of these other organizations yeah. back on the road. Try to move forward from this. So where do you see, I mean, our chapter going, our organization going, like what needs to happen now? So what's interesting, and I'll I'll speak from the point of my professional organizations, there was for a little while there, we had this thing where it was like, okay, when we get back to normal, we're going to do X. And what became increasingly clear to me over time is that whatever that was, it's not going to be exactly how it once was before. And the sooner we kind of accept that, the better off we are and not necessarily a bad way. So pretty quickly at work, I would try to get people to stop talking about things in terms of back to normal. And I even couldn't stand like the new normal or like whatever key phrase someone was doing there. And I know what people were trying to say. What they're trying to say is like, they want to get back to some sort of routine. They want to get back to stability. They want to be in this place where they feel like the ground isn't moving underneath them. And however that looks, that's the okay. day to day that we have lost. Right. Like what does my new day to day look like? Right. So what I'm seeing with different organizations is, is it's an opportunity. It's, it's a huge opportunity because you Here's how we did things pre-pandemic, but now we're kind of forced into this spot where we actually get to rethink things. Like, so for example, I'm working with some organizations now on how do we do hybrid conferences, right? So you have all these people that we've brought in virtually who never engaged with us before. And now we have this opportunity. Now we're going back to in-person. Well, what are we going to do with the folks that only ever saw us virtually? How do we keep them engaged? So what we've done is we've like completely broken our way of even our schedules for doing conferences. Maybe we don't have things at the same time. Maybe we schedule things at different times. Maybe we have different things in person for them, those people online. So that's not necessarily a one-to-one with Harmony, but thinking about coming back with a barbershop in a similar way that we don't necessarily have to go back to the exact way things were, we have the opportunity to rebuild it how we want it. And that's really exciting to me. Me too. How, like I hope we often? build from this rather than say like, all right, well, let's like back the car up and right. it's not a file start save. over from March 2020. Yeah. Right. Because how often, let's just be honest, the three of us have sat around mm-hmm. before off of a podcast imagining what could be, what would it look like if we did something this way or what if it was on a different day or what if we did it in a different way? And oh my gosh, we can reimagine anything right. we want to right now. It's really truthfully, the, the slate is almost clean mm-hmm. and you have a lot of energy yeah. behind those. Oh my gosh. Rehearsal was buzzing. I mean, and we really were just kind of like running through songs. The whole bass section got in the pool. I mean, everyone was, I mean, you could feel it. Like we probably could measure it. It was the exact kind of chaos that I wanted from that rehearsal. Like it was exactly what I was hoping would happen. I mean, and to be honest, we're a chorus that was a little run down from competing and the little bit of the slog that it takes to prepare for that. And I think this break has been a yeah. kind of almost a clean slate for us where we come in with the relationships and the music, but we're, we're like ready to start over. But the excitement, and go. but the excitement. Yeah, exactly. I think for a lot of us, it's been an opportunity to reset why we do this in the first place. Barbershop and singing, this is fun. This is about connection. This is about the relationships you build. It's an investment in yourself yeah, it's it, in other people and it's an investment in like a community Mm -hmm. that I forgot I got out of it. Yeah. And I, and I think just kind of a reset's happened where I think what we're all reminded of, what we miss most is that like, I mean, I miss contests too. Don't, don't, 
don't get me wrong, but if you were to list out things in order of things that you miss, like I miss contests, but at the top of it, it's singing with my friends. Like that is, yes. I, don't care if another, I don't care if another contest happened, if I can right. sing with my friends all the time. Right. But I want it to happen, obviously. And I think those things will happen. Those things will always come back, but the relationships, that's the important part. Well, that was the best thing to feel was like the relationships are still there. The relationships. Okay, can you kind of ladies, can you pause. guys please just take like a two minute time and talk about how you handled the quarantine? I thought this was awesome. How you handled the quarantine and you allowed people <laughs> colors. Come on, talk about it because I'm totally hurt. team hugs, but like I'm a yeah. team green. I remember like, yeah, but what about the rest? I'm just talk about Go that. on, Sarah, you sure. explain so, our. This is a hard conversation to have, right? Like I don't it think was. no one's really had to have the conversation. And I think we're not talking about, we're Talk, not quarantine, but how do you safely come back to rehearsal? And I think it's something that everybody is grappling with right now. And it's a very hard conversation with a lot of emotion behind it. But I think as a chorus, what we wanted to come down to is what is something that is low risk while respecting all of our chorus members. So what we what we created was a system where the default is you're either masked and if you are if you are vaccinated you have the option to remove your mask. And then we also developed this color code system where everybody gets a little visual tag where red is please socially distance and don't touch me and then yellow was social distance is not necessary but please don't shake my hand no hugs and then green was hugs are consensual hugs are are welcome that kind of a thing. So it's a really quick way to figure out people's comfort level because even if you are vaccinated, you may not feel comfortable around folks yet. So it, it's a low pressure way for folks to really see like, okay, this is this person, this is this person. And puts that's the control. Well, and it puts the control back in the hands of your members. Yeah, and right. it's not you being forced to say, are you vaccinated? Are right. you vaccinated? Which is frankly nobody's business. You know, but it's it is everybody's call. business. You know, it's nobody's business and everybody's business all at the same time, right? So it's like you have to take some level of responsibility, but give Giving that ownership to the member, there's a level of control there that brings comfort. And I thought it's so awesome. We we trust our members. We're a close-knit group and we trust each other. So we that, all right, this is the policy and we trust each other that we're not going to necessarily kind of police people behind the scenes. We're going to trust each other to tell each other the truth. So yeah. uh, And I we had a big sign up that said, this is a judgment-free zone. Right. And right. you know, luckily we didn't have anybody that had a red tag or had to keep their mask on, but we know that there will be when we yeah. have everyone back. But you know, we had all kinds of people wearing yellow for reasons that were theirs. They didn't have to explain it, but I know like they had grandkids or kids that weren't vaccinated yet, or they're worried about right. their own immune system. So it wasn't necessarily that they weren't vaccinated. It was just, this it's is where my comfort level is. Question as things reopen. And I, I think a lot of organizations performing arts or otherwise are going to really grapple with this. But Although, I, I, can we add like a green plus, like what? I'm vaccinated and if you're vaccinated, careful, I might kiss you on the mouth because I've missed you for so long. Well, that's a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can get just demand of the green plus. On. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, it, it's, it's we were close at that Phillies game, Amanda. We were close. <laughs> It was close. Your husband, your husband kept it from happening. It's fine. He totally did. He totally <laughs> blocked us. And the, th the thing is with all of this, like I was just like, so, so what's going to happen in a year? How do you see this panning out? And I'm like, I don't necessarily know the answer to that question. And I think what it comes down to is doing what we did with Bell is like, is listening, is just listening to everybody, seeing what's going on and figuring out what people's needs are. It's really hard to say like, this is the way forward, or this is what we need to do without taking the time to actually listen to what people want and fill in the gap. Right. I know my own needs have shifted massively right. in this year. I can't even tell you how much my needs and my life have shifted and it's intense. And so I can only 
imagine if I'm just one person of an entire planet that we really do need to be very cognizant and just open to our members and make, you know, because you are a paying or, you know, people are paying to be in your organization. As It's a nonprofit, but they are investing in your organization. They're investing in you per se, you know, like, in, and they're putting their trust in you. And so I think it's important that they feel like they have as much of a say, but they also feel like you're there to like lead them so they don't have to do all of that work. And I think that's another thing that I wanted to credit Bellanova and it's being on, I've been on a little bit of a break and I'm hoping to get back AS AP. I was just massively jealous Sunday when I was at my daughter's softball game and I was like, I want to be in a pool. Like it was hot, guys. It was hot. I would have been given anything to sing in a pool. But I want to just say to the two of you, and this can go back to all of our sisters and, and Bellanova and anyone who, Richard and all those people who are helping get this going, listen to your membership. Don't be afraid to get a lot of input. Don't be afraid to say no or don't be afraid to say, that's awesome. I've heard you. We're moving to this. But listen because your membership will stay. They will be there. They will still be there when you come back because they will have felt that their voices were heard. And that is something that if you want to take a chapter out of a book, Amanda and Sarah could very easily lead you guys down a really awesome path for that. So, Well, and I think our attitudes, what I really appreciate about working with Sarah through this whole thing is that we didn't do things during the pandemic, just like every other chapter in Harmony. And, you know, no one way was the right way to do it. And I think there was some concern that we didn't practice during it all. Like we started it, but you know what? Our membership didn't like it. So we listened to we the were membership. Tired. We were it real tired. Like it didn't it, feel like a, a useful use yeah. of our time. I was so um, zoomed out. My gosh. But we did. We we kept the sisterhood there. We found a way to stay connected without the slog. It was a slog for us. And congratulations to any other chapter out there, any other music oh, yeah. that did rehearse once a week. And it was, you know, worthwhile. I know for you. some that it worked so well for them. But I, I feel you, even my men's chorus struggled and it was just not for us. We barely got two times a month that really worked online though. And what it comes back to is this is supposed to be fun. Like this is supposed to be our outlet. Like this not is a job, not work. What fills us up and brings us joy. And if for a lot of us, we were just on Zoom for many hours a day and then to do another Zoom either in the evening or on the weekend, it was just like, oh no. Like it, it, it was just a little much. And when we, and again, to, to listening, when we surveyed our members about like, all right, so what do you guys think? The general consensus was just like, let's Let's, let's stick together socially, but maybe let's not slog through learning pieces right now. Because the important part to us was making sure that we had a strong community to come back to. That when we finally were able to meet in person, there was still that family unit that we had as a chorus that was something that was really valuable that everyone was really excited to be a part of. And like, I know Amanda, she did, she put together like our murder mystery night. Like we had all sorts of stuff that we did throughout. Yeah, throughout which is stuff we wouldn't have done otherwise. So I feel yeah. like there were so there were silver linings to find and I think it just came from listening to each other. And, you know, once we got a good feel for what people wanted, it was easier to kind of go out into the world or the digital world and figure out what fit that rather than, okay, bring in another coach. Okay. Everyone sing on gonna mute. have to have buy-in wow. to get people out of this rut and not rut, but to get momentum, you're just, you're going to have to have buy-in. 
And it can't just be because you told them to. Right. And as we kind of come back, we're literally on Sunday, nobody cared for a second how good anything sounded. And because it wasn't even close to the point of meeting. I know that we had some folks show up that were like, I haven't looked at my music in maybe a year. Is that all right? Yeah, of course. Come on. Come on by. It's fine. Just just show up. People are like, I don't even know where to find our music. I'm like, totally cool. Just show up. Just be there. I just want to see your face and hear your voice. So I think as a course, we're just going to kind of going to take things one step at a time. And we know that we want to be together as a group. We know that we want to grow and and learn new stuff. And I think just not putting pressure on ourselves to do anything specific as things like, and I think that's a good thing to everyone to keep in mind as things open up. I think in general, on a larger scale, people are starting to feel this pressure to be like, all right, now I need to go do this. Now this is opening and now I have to go see these people. And like, you don't have to drink from the fire hose all at once, folks. Like be kind to yourselves. It's exhausting. Um, It's exhausting. Be kind to yourselves, be kind to each other. Like we went through kind of this global trauma together and just don't try to force expectations on yourself to do X, Y, Z. Just do what you can, do what you're comfortable with and we'll get there. Whatever this new world looks like, we're going to get there together. Yeah. And I, you know, and I say this to my son all the time because, you know, he started middle school during all of this and there were things, there were experiences that he flat out missed out on. Right. But he's like, I feel so far behind. And I hear a lot of parents say that. And I hear a lot of everyone saying that it's like, you're not behind. We all had to hit pause. Right. We all, we all, (laughs) what are you behind? behind. I mean, like behind what? Some socially constructed notion of where we should be right now. We need to stop chasing because it started when COVID first hit. We were like, okay, we can take this two-week break, but we're going to have to catch up. Okay, well, we're going to have to catch up for three months. Oh, or No, we don't have to chase anything. We've got to just exist and enjoy and persist, but we don't have to chase any old notions anymore. I mean, speaking of that, just back to the, the fun of barbershop and the fun of singing. One of the things that Bella Nova recently did, and Amanda's helping me with this, is I went and started a TikTok account for Bella Nova. Yeah. And so one thing that I noticed, because I was definitely, I'll, I'll out my age a little bit here. I was definitely one of those millennials that at the beginning of the pandemic was like, I don't understand this newfangled social platform. It's just You're an elder like, millennial. I don't, even get, elder I don't millennial. even get Instagram. Yeah. Like I, I'm just like, I don't, is it just a bunch of dancing? Like I don't quite get it. And then I, like many folks in, in my demographic, slowly hopped on to TikTok and were like, oh, oh, I get this. Oh, this is actually kind of fun. So now here I am kind of eating crow a little bit on the whole concept of TikTok. But as I was going through there, of course, the algorithm picks up that I'm a musician and I sing. And there are barbershoppers all all over TikTok. There are tags, there's barbershop music out there. Barber TikTok is, is strong. But one of the things that I noticed was that there wasn't a ton of content explaining to the rest of the music community, what is barbershop? How is it different from choral music? So kind of bringing this back to around them when we started Bella, like what is the kind of content that would have been helpful to the new Bella Novas when we started our chorus? What would have helped them when they were starting? What would have helped me when I was starting? Just very simply like here, this is what barbershop is colon and just an explanation of it. So I think what we're going to be doing with our TikTok is obviously we're going to definitely sing. And as far as editing together tags and making Amanda do that, because I'm not good at that stuff, but a lot of it's going to be a little bit about just basic barbershop education. Like what are the barbershops not? not, Barbershop has some reputations out there and people think they know what it is, but right. And Amanda has heard them all. She's (laughs) seen both sides. I (laughs) mean, we, we brought her over from the dark side and then she 
took me over to the dark side. I mean, so she's blending real acapella. I mean, sometimes they use instruments in acapella. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. I'm here so, to ruin it all, folks. Yeah. Ruin it all. So well, yeah, so we're going to... We're gonna they don't even sing sevenths. Oh God, the sevenths, yes. They don't sing sevenths in acapella all the time. It's okay. So, yeah, it's if anyone's okay. listening, you want to follow us on TikTok. We only we have two videos up there, but I've got plans for some others. It's H.I. Bellanova Chorus. So it's kind of a pun. I, a mannequin Hi, Bellanova Chorus. Hi, Bellanova Chorus. Harmony Inc. I think it's... I like it. Amanda gets credit for the name. I think it's really clever. But yeah, definitely follow us over there because we're going to be trying to put some fun barbershoppy content out. And the fact that anyone's watching anything I've posted so far is in my head. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. It's so exciting, though. It's so exciting. We have like almost a thousand views already. They've just been yeah. open for two days. But well, Sarah, I'm super excited. I mean, I've gotten to sing with you now for almost... to be exact. I've gotten to sing with you now for four years and work beside you on the board for a couple of years. And I just see so much potential with you at the wheel and I have big shoes to fill taking your role on the board but I think I love where the energy is and I love that it's energy rooted in experience and I think our chorus and our organ is going to be stronger because of people like you and it's also very fresh that's another thing that's really good there's like fresh there's a fresh energy too you guys I don't know what to do like I don't know how to take compliments like this I I (laughs) very much we're working on it we're all working on it but Sarah thank you so much for joining us for this today because you know Sarah and I have been talking so much behind the scenes getting Bellanova back up and running and plus you know two hour long conversations about TikTok because that's what elder millennials do right now oh yeah I just I knew you had so much to share and I've been wanting to have you on the program for a really long time. So I'm glad we finally made this. Yeah, thanks guys. We kind of meandered there, but I, I hope everyone enjoyed this. Well, everyone, that was Sarah Wood. She is the immediate past president of Bella Nova Chorus out of Ashburn, Virginia. And we will see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.